You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another thought-provoking episode of Ask Drone You. Hmm. For our first base logic question that we will be doing today to increase our logic thinking brain, we've got a very, very good logic test here. Rob, are Uh-oh. you ready? Uh, no, but go for it. Okay. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? <laughs> just the look on your face is just awesome. Anyway, all right. Well, we're done with that logic test for today. You all passed. Good job. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> so, anyway, moving oh, my in, word. <laughs> moving uh. into our question for today. It's actually kind of got me excited because I uh, got another great mapping question. Um, and in fact, it's kind of a technical question, but twisted in a way that's like, well, how does mm. this matter in the real world? Yeah, I mean, it's a very practical question around a technical issue, which is phenomenally done. And frankly, I could not be more excited, even though I'm choking over here on something that I just inhaled. (laughs) Why you're choking? Um, I am so excited to actually give this answer because this is very relevant right now. So this is very relevant for getting drone jobs. But play that question while I grab the water bottle. Okay. (laughs) We might play it three times, folks. G'day, guys. James here from Australia. I've got a quick question for you. Um, When it comes to mapping jobs, and I know you guys uh, answer a lot of mapping questions, so apology for adding to the list. Is absolute or relative accuracy more important? So I get that for certain things that you're going to need both. But what kind of jobs is it okay to just have relative accuracy if you can't get a good absolute fix? And, and what kind of jobs is it um, mandatory to have good absolute accuracy and relative accuracy? Thanks, guys. Thank you, James. You know, the first thing that I want to say is you never have to apologize for the question you're asking. We uh, we tell you that we want to hear about all the different things that you're thinking and working on, and this is uh, no exception. The reality is uh, mapping is one of the great places in the industry to go uh, have some success, right? So, And we use the term so synonymously with modeling. I think that this mm-hmm. is a great opportunity to really showcase yeah. the deviation between the two because sure. – Rob, you've been seeing all these uh, drone mapping jobs that have been going on. Yes. You were at the last one. Did we pull any GCPs? There were there were some GCPs, but for the majority of what was done, no. Correct. No. Yeah, we put pads out, but that was for MTP creation. Oh, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't even GCPs. That's yeah. right. That's right. We didn't even have GPS equipment out exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's a that's a great answer to foreshadow kind of this deviation uh, in drone mapping from technical linear measurements, volumetric measurements, to historical preservation, to virtual stores, to uh, virtual working environments, right? And that's all modeling, right? Much, much harder to complete as a drone pilot. But once again, don't forget the little statistic we gave two shows ago, right? About how many people know how to truly fly safe according to uh, the questionnaire that we put out and, and asking very specific questions. Is it hard? Yes. Is it fun? 
absolutely. Because <laughs> modeling means you actually have to be a good pilot. So you don't have to worry about noobs, you know, trying to steal your jobs because... Undercutting you price-wise? Yeah, because they, they just won't even be able to. Um, and if they do, it's, it's probably not a client you want to work with. So uh, you got to be real about that. That said, I love your question. Thank you so much. Absolute accuracy, relative accuracy. What the hell accuracy does that mean? <laughs> Great question. Um, point number one, absolute accuracy. Think of, let me close this tab so my, my computer doesn't keep running in the background. Um, think of my computer as a map, right? And we know that this computer map is supposed to be right in the corner of this table because that's where it is in the real world, right? We know that we've got a pool in our backyard, but if our map doesn't overlay somewhat on Google Maps and say, yeah, you have a pool in your backyard, then it's probably not very accurate, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's absolute accuracy. So absolute accuracy is how accurate is your map in relation to the real world, okay? Right, and that's Does that make sense? that's where you have to bring in all the GPS Correct. equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. So you're 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 ground truthing it, okay, to where it's really supposed to be. Now that said, there is uh, relative accuracy. And Rob, when you think of Einstein's theory of relativity, because mm -hmm. I'm not looking for a specific answer. I don't think answer. of it very often, but let's go with it. <laughs> good, okay. po good point. Good point. Uh, uh, this is where my dad will probably get a laugh. Um, Einstein's theory of relativity. When, when, when I say that, what, just what comes to mind? Because I'm really Close going... Close enough. Okay. Uh, and would you say that uh, Einstein's theory of relativity is really about understanding the importance or understanding the quantification of one particular item in relation... Yes. To others, right? Rel it's, it's relative, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So relative accuracy is really, you know, how accurate is one point in your map to another point in your map? AKA, is it relatively accurate? Meaning, my computer, is it relatively accurate that the Zia on the Roadrunner is actually the same exact distance to the U um, in my Drone U logo, right? That's that relative accuracy. If your relative accuracy was off, well, then the Roadrunner would be like, you know, further on the computer, right? It wouldn't actually be where it's quote unquote supposed to be. So, that being said, relative accuracy, absolute accuracy, what does all this accuracy mean for all of us who live in the real world? Well, it depends. Because if you're creating virtual stores, if you're creating 3D models, whether it's for the film business so they can work remotely or whether it's for construction so they can work remotely, well, you don't need GCPs for that because absolute accuracy doesn't really matter when people are trying to essentially go into places to look at things and to really make visual decisions on how we should work within these environments. It's really not always about measurements. And I think that a lot of people get really stuck on that. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to understand this relative accuracy because nine out of the 10 jobs that I've just been asked to do, Rob, they don't yeah. require GCPs. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would have not expected that, to be honest. Now, will GCPs help you tie together super highly complex areas? Yes and no, depending on the situation, right? Because in the situation of uh, BLR, where you were there, it actually would have helped us hmm. because I was getting extreme GPS interference in the trees. Okay. And it threw off my map. 
And so I turned off all the EXIF data, and then I processed with geometrically verified matching, and then I set my match rate to four instead of three, and voila, the map worked just fine. And voila, <laughs> see why you need to do the mapping classes. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> there's, there's formulas. These there's work. a little bit more before the voila. <laughs> That's just because you've seen the whole process now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, think of voila as like seven hours in the office in multiple right. days, right? Yeah. Yeah, voila. <laughs> and then voila. But you know what? It's, uh, it's helping people get business. It's helping teams work work productively in this pandemic. I mean, I would say most of the, you know, mapping jobs technically are really in construction and everything else that I am seeing in volume. And again, this is what I am seeing, right? So this is a very minute data point. Um, I am seeing lots of 3D modeling, Mm -hmm. not so much mapping, which means the highly complex acquisition strategies, once again, that we teach in the drone mapping class. And oh yeah, you can't learn that anywhere else because we, we've looked. Well, and because we've done it over and over and over again. And we have done jobs on it that we've been paid on. Exactly. Yeah, so, that's what I meant. Um, gosh, that Colorado job. I just got to see the, I finally got to see it. Whoa. Really? So cool. Yeah, and now I'm realizing that 3D modeling is like, and creating these virtual stores is just one step Because I have a client who just asked me to create a 3D model of this ranch house because they want to create uh, visual effects where they put the map into the VFX and then they drop in these cars that match the main character's cars all in this other program, which I'm not even going to mention that I'm trying to deep dive into now because I've realized how easy it is to literally create your own 3D environments to make your own animations and all this stuff. And I'm just realizing the power of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, creative and technical tied together. I could literally do what every news team has been dreaming of for the last hundred years. Hey, I need an animation of these three people getting in a car accident in this particular area at this time to showcase the volume of traffic, right? Okay, give me about four days. Four days? <laughs> well, and then voila. Yeah, and then voila. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, man, I had a question and I don't know what it was. Let's see. Accuracy. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. It'll come to me. Keep talking. So <laughs> we were we were talking about modeling versus mapping, GCPs versus MTPs. We went into the different kind of processing techniques when models don't align or merge properly. Mm-hmm. And those two terms are not synonymous. They're very different because you're saying I either merge two projects together, right? Two different acquisition strategies merge together, or it's an alignment. And that means that all of your data is in one project and you are aligning it together. Hmm. I have to say that in mapping class because I've actually confused those terms in one of our videos on the class. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> so we all that, make well, mistakes. Those little clarifications are, are necessary all along the way um, when it comes to the stuff that you're teaching. I guess maybe what we could do is just give him a couple of, and you kind of already have, but specific examples as to the types of jobs that require. So in the construction world, I mean, just within the construction paradigm itself, you've got some jobs that would require absolute accuracy and some that wouldn't, Mm -hmm. right? So if we're talking about progression work, probably don't. I would actually argue you do. Okay. Yeah, I would argue you do. Depends on the use of that progression deliverable for sure, because are you end. talking a progression photo set or are you talking a progression map? 
because in the mapping... I'm just talking about essentially a model such that the investors could say, oh, that's really cool. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, no, yeah, we don't need GCPs for that. Right. So, and I think that you bring up a really good point, which is what kind of drone jobs can you do with, with modeling that you don't need GCPs? Again, it comes down to the use case of the data. Correct. And you need to be careful to tell your clients, like, this is a visual representation. Key point, visual representation. Don't use this and hand it to your surveyor and say, well, I had a drone pilot make this map. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that surveyor would probably laugh at you in the first place. At least they better. (laughs) No, no, they should. (laughs) Everyone's different. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it really brings up another good point, and that is make sure you talk through what their ultimate use is because you don't want to get all the work done and then not have the data that they actually need. Then you're screwed. Yes. Then you're screwed. But, you know, going back to your example of like the progression report and someone viewing the site remotely, right? Are we talking about the outside or are we talking about the inside of the project? Because the inside of the project, no GCPs ever. Right. You know, and if you've got the right piece of technology, you don't need it because it's because laser beams. Anyway, um, (laughs) that was me raising my pinky like uh, Dr. Evil. So I hope you enjoyed it if you're watching. (laughs) Um, that being said, uh, there are a lot of jobs. If again, if we are talking visual, right, if a golf course wants to visualize their map and they want to provide a video model of the elevation changes and deviation, when your golf cart arrives at each tee box and a geofence says, Hey, play that video, you know? So, I mean, there, there's so many things that you can Mm -hmm. do. What we've been focusing on, and I just wrote an article about it is we're focusing on helping resorts and hotels right now, because a lot of people are able to have events in certain areas with a certain group of people and in a certain workflow. You know, the whole right. social distancing, making sure you don't have groups of people, et cetera. But these virtual maps can help you map out what that looks like. And it can actually be sent to an agency to say, this is our plan. And here it is in 3D. And like, if you have an issue, what is it? You know, it's kind of like when someone presents you with a problem and you just provide so many specific details and answers and say, you know, here's that, here's that, here's that. It's kind of like information overload. And we're learning that right now because... I think what should give solace to a lot of people is we are training a lot of people on drone modeling right now. We just launched that 3D interactive modeling class for members. In fact, Howell just sent me the course promo so I can put it out on Facebook this week. And um, it is available if you're an existing member for you. But that said, this modeling, you know, this is helping people plan events. It's helping teams plan together. It's it's helping, uh, you know, uh, set design. Like it's helping so many things. And Drone U is being asked to train people to work with the drone data. Mm-hmm. We are seeing now finally this crest where it's not really pilots learning the drone mapping. I mean, they still represent, you know, 85%, but now 15% of those people will never, these people will never fly a drone. Mm-hmm. They're just learning how to work with the data. Yeah. They're learning how to say, hey, Rob, I know that you're going to install the sheetrock in that room. We had the whole place mapped because there's some concerns that we have, and I know you can't meet with the buyers. So check out this 3D model. Okay, here's my issue. Notice the triple pane window over here is so thick because it's triple pane argon Glass, yeah, gas, whatever. 
<laughs> and it sticks out way too far from the buttress of the wall. So we may have to add, you know, two cores uh, of sheetrock or whatever, you know, and you use the 360 camera and you put it right against the wall mm -hmm. so they can literally see that deviation and, and make that plan. That's just one small and rather stupid example. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. No, <laughs> I was not. trying to be a little ridiculous, <laughs> but I didn't do a good job. So um, for other people, you know, if you're working in a remote site, Right. If you're working in oil and gas, if you're working in ag, if you're working in ranch management. Yeah. And you're like, okay, we just had this facility built and designed, and we need to plan the best and most efficient way for transgressing this property. Uh, you know, putting our teams in here, where do they park? How do they stay socially distant? You know, once they're done doing their job, we need to go back in there, remap it, and then provide it to the team. That way the team can see the, the changes that have been made in that physical space. And then we can send that to other teammates and say, this is how they installed it. And then you can tell, oh, do I need that particular coupling? Do I need, you know, there's so much So much. Value. I think of the insurance industry as well that could use this on so many levels. 3D yes. modeling of a, an accident that just happened well, or whatever. Well, well, you wonder when they're going to get there. Because yeah, after what I saw yesterday, that that rollover that happened just right here outside the studio, no one even measured a skid mark. And I was just like, how do you know if that was her fault or a hit and run? Because it sounded like a hit and run. Like You and I were talking about that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Rob, our standards are way too high. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not going down. Hell no. <laughs> That's not changing. Uh -uh. Nor uh -uh. should yours. <laughs> no. I just thought it was funny because I was like, you guys didn't even measure the skid mark. Like, come on. Um, but anyway, it just uh, it, it, it's fascinating to me because 3D modeling is just so powerful. I mean, here's a good example. The... What the tin cup or whatever it's called yeah. that was just built, mm -hmm. right? I know they actually used Matterport for some 3D modeling to help people understand where they needed to install certain things, how to visualize the front end look mm -hmm. of their particular uh, little uh, to go, you know, restaurant or whatever. But interestingly, they have not used it for marketing, right? I mean, no. if you go to their site, there's nothing on there that gives you that 3D dimensional. Or that's that's redundant, but the three-dimensional perspective of what's going on in there. That's what your question was, was the marketing, huh? Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, why not? That seems like... How else to show people exactly, hey, this is how we plan to do social distancing. There's no perspective arguments. There's no parallax arguments. It's like, no, no, just go measure from line to line, go. You know what I mean? All kinds of ways that you could use it. Gosh. Um, COVID, but also just uh, so you could put the... Like we're doing for BLR, where you put in the various vendors and then their menus, you click through to their menus from the three-dimensional environment, mm -hmm. just seems like a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer, but I think people still have to wrap their mind around it when they haven't seen it. And, you know, I was trying to build people up on this show and say, like, guys, this market is hot. And then you know it's hot for a few reasons. Number one, you know, you speak of Tom Powers, insurance roof inspection, supposedly his business is off the charts right now. Yeah. I would, I and have I my questions him. based off of how much he's on Facebook, but he could just be another <laughs> V 2.0. Um, you know, that said, um, find solace in the fact that we're, you know, people are coming to us and asking for training on how to work within the data. So their teams are more productive and they're not drone pilots. So that was something that was fascinating to me is like, maybe yeah. this market is so much bigger than drone pilots. And um, is it Isabella, Isabella Wang? 
Um, am mm-hmm. I saying that name From right? Texas? Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the example. She is the example of exactly that because she's had that business for so long. And I love watching her work. I love talking to her because she's so systematic, like sequential. Like, here's why this, this. What was her this. background out of curiosity? I don't remember. Yeah. She was the one who taught me about the catio. I was like, what's a catio? <laughs> She's like, you've seriously never seen a catio before. And I was like, how do you know I'm not on Pinterest? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what a catio is. Oh, the catio is like uh, you leave a window open and then build like a enclosed box outside that your cats can go into if you don't want them to be outdoor cats because outdoor cats have like a lifespan of like a one-fourth of what the home the house cats have yeah we lost one Ugh. recently Ugh. so maybe you need a catio maybe we need a catio <laughs> maybe not uh, i think i just found a good project for the kids to do <laughs> anyway funny. and then we'll 3d model it yeah, hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> I haven't seen that before. For all the kitty friends. Okay, this is getting this ridiculous. Is bad. All, right. all right. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you are focusing on telling the story of how uh, drone modeling is helping businesses. Frankly, if you don't have that, go create it. Because guess what? The most successful people that you know, when they were in college, they weren't looking for a job. And this they is were an op- looking to create one. And this is an opportunity that is literally available in every single community in the world. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, relatively, obviously. But nonetheless... And COVID is forcing people to learn about it. Conceptually, there are no limitations to where this could take place. Yeah. There, Which is amazing. Well, there's Antarctica. That's rather <laughs> okay. reflective. Yeah, it has to rain on my Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Rob. I'm just kidding. Anyway, thanks again for joining us. If you have a funny, nuanced question, uh, we would love to hear it. And in fact, uh, I felt so bad that, you know, we didn't start the show with the kind of the newer intro where I'm like, you know, hey, welcome. Good morning. Good evening. Good eye. You know, and here we have an Australian. So I had to throw one good eye in there. Yeah, we'll end it that way. Yes. So thank you very much. Good eye. Mate. You have to end it with mate when you're Australian, right? Mate. 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 In America, someone will look at you and be like, what did you just call me? (laughs) But we're sensitive. It's okay. That's right. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.